Hello and welcome to Love Mondays Club podcast. I'm your host Helen and I'm here to help you unravel the mysteries of marketing so that you can get more eyes on your business and make more sales. This is the ultimate podcast for online female business owners who are ready to conquer their overwhelm, discover their confidence and unlock the secrets to marketing success. Whether you're just starting out or already running a thriving business, Love Mondays Club is your compass to navigate this ever-changing digital world. Each episode, I'll bring you valuable insights, expert interviews, and practical strategies to help you stand out in a crowded online marketplace. It's time for you to dream big and succeed. I want your Mondays to be overflowing with inspiration, excitement, and setting the stage for you achieving your dreams. So if you're ready, cozy up in your favorite spot and get ready to unlock your business potential. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. So today I'm joined by a very special guest and an old friend of mine, Claire. So Claire joined my Accelerate program around a year ago, I think it was. And we've since worked together from her starting a business to building it up to the big success that it is today. So I asked Claire to come on the podcast and just have a little chat with us about her experiences of setting up and running her own tuition business online and talking about some of the great success she's had with her marketing and community building. So big warm welcome to Claire. Would you like to just introduce yourself, Claire, and tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Hi, Helen. Thanks for that lovely introduction. So I am a English, secondary English teacher. And uh, last year I met Helen as I decided to move away from the classroom. I specialise in teaching GCSE students and I decided to set up my own tutoring business online which um, Helen uh, gave me the support and help to set up. I've been lucky enough to kind of fast track with Helen's support from not just kind of tutoring one-to-one a couple of students to now having from September to now um, about 42 students that I'm actually teaching online which is fantastic. With um, Helen's support and guidance I've moved very quickly from uh, tutoring a couple of one-to-ones to the group model which has really helped me set up a business quickly and enabled me to step away from the classroom to focus on my business. Amazing thank you for sharing that and 42 students that's amazing that you sort of packed out all the groups now so that's very cool. So I think this is actually a really interesting question for lots of people because I know lots of people I speak to as well sort of outside of Love Mondays Club are maybe in a position where they're like in a job or a role where they don't want to be there anymore and they're thinking about leaving whether that's the classroom or albeit any other profession. Can you tell us a bit about sort of how you manage that transition like how did you go about from leaving your full-time employment starting your own business? One of the biggest things I did was actually I set up a Facebook group on social media because I knew I wanted to actually work online and so I started to build my audience um, before I did anything so I was already uh, tutoring or helping uh, one-to-one students when I was working anyway and so I decided to open a Facebook group just to give some guidance and support for parents whose children are actually taking GCSE English. Through that I grew my audience. A lot of people I think do a Facebook page um, and talk about doing groups. So I decided I have got a Facebook page, but I tried to do a group to kind of create a little community. In that group, then I basically posted every day <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, and tried to bring and funnel people in through. Uh, lead magnets or for posting and helping out parents in different Facebook groups and with the English GCSE questions to move them into my group to kind of nurture the audience so that then when I wanted to like start launching a course 
or a class, then I already had some people who knew me, knew my kind of ability within English and decided they wanted some support from a qualified English teacher who who I'm also an examiner for the AQA exam board, who, who knows what is expected from the actual GCSE exam. So I started off and just opened like one group and then I opened second group. And then in September, I just decided to open seven groups just straight away. <laughs> I don't know whether it's the, the best thing to do or <laughs> I just decided to go for it. I think that's the best thing to do. <laughs> I said, right, I'm opening seven groups and see what happens. But by that point, my audience had grown, I think, to about 800. Over the year, um, I know it it's, it's, supposed, it's, it's kind of consistency, I'd say. Consistently showing up in the group, consistently spending some time helping others in other groups and moving them into your group. And from that, I've also created an email list. I know, Henning, you always say it's a very good thing. <laughs> you can't see on the podcast, but I'm like grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I remember I remember saying to you, and, and when it, actually, because you helped me set up the Facebook group, didn't you? And, and, and um, one of the questions was, do you want to join my uh, my, my newsletter, so via email? Getting that going. So I nearly I have just under 500 now in my emails, in my email list. And now I have over 1,000 in my Facebook group over the year. So, yeah, I think, I think for me it's audience building, which is really important, and trying to promote yourself, which is I think a lot of people find quite hard, is, is talking about yourself, promoting yourself, telling people why. They need you, I suppose, to help them or need what what you're offering to help them and give them that message. For me, like working with you, I think like what I see as being like a huge success of yours is like from day one when we started working together like over a year ago, there was always this feeling of like, you know, you're in this for the long game. You didn't just want to go out there and just, you know, make really quick sales out of nowhere and kind of expect it to all come flying in. And I think, you know, when you were talking about creating that community group on Facebook, I remember, like like all of us, isn't it? When we first start these things, you feel like you're not talking to anyone. You're kind of showing up like, where is everyone? Where's the engagement? But it's it's persistence, isn't it? And that sort of consistency pays off and you you build that reputation. So like you have that, You amazingly, when you decided in this September to suddenly go from two group classes to seven group classes, you had this amazing like engaged audience who knew where you were. And um, was it quite easy to fill the seven groups, would you say? Okay people joining was was not too, I mean the conversion rate I suppose wasn't too bad at all in terms of filling them it's taken maybe September October to kind of like fill my for my groups and in that meantime I, I run courses as well so I finished a course and I started a new course so I've opened two new courses as well so I think it is about you know obviously the more people watching you listening to you thinking about what you can do to, or what you can do to support their child then the more likely they are to want to come on to classes and courses to get that uh, support perhaps I mean I, I you know for me I, I would never be able to teach or support my child with GCSE maths no so I would I would be looking for you know an expert in that field that I know that could help my child to gain or obtain what they need or help to teach them what they need for to their maths GCSE that I can do so I kind of want to help the other parents from the English perspective in doing that. So that's kind of 
I'm from. So what, what sort of content do you post in your free community group? How do you engage people in there at the moment? So there's a mixture of things, really. I don't know, people talk about the, the four pillars, don't they? Try and have some kind of inspirational information. So I might talk about a student who I've taught who... I don't know, potentially wasn't getting the grades they wanted to get, maybe wasn't passing. And then through the work they've done, you know, look what they've got now on the GCSE. Posts are inspirational posts, tips. So I offer tips on the GCSE. You know, last week I was talking about, you know, does your child actually know how to get marks for the questions? And then a couple of parents were like, well, how do you know this? So it's kind of like educating as well. Education is another one. But then educating from from those uh, parents of what they can do to help their children and then obviously selling selling my classes so okay if this is what you could do if you want to do it yourself but if you want some extra support then come and join my classes and I can give you that so I think there's probably four things kind of inspirational posts tips educational and um, selling yeah amazing and I think like what you're describing there is that perfect funnel isn't it it's like I think for a lot of us you know if you're not working in the education world you don't know how the exam system works and things like that so it's kind of almost bringing that to the parents attention and then like you say they're kind of suddenly like oh no well they don't know that and I don't know that so they become like problem aware and then you sort of talk about the solutions and then your kind of selling comes in and would you say like kind of having these conversations with people does it feel like you're selling like do you feel like you've kind of changed and how you feel about selling since you've been doing this? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's difficult for I know a lot of people I talk about selling and actually asking for money. I kind of look at it as you know I've got something that could help your child here. I've got skills that can help your child. So if you think your child could benefit from that then you know come to me and I can help you. So I kind of turned it around instead of saying come and buy this. Why am I yeah. thing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's more, and I think conversations are really important. I think the conversations lead up to the set ultimately, or, you know, running a business. But I suppose, my, I think every single spot I sell on my classes or my courses, I've had a conversation with a parent to say, what can I do to help you? You know, this is what I could help you with in do, over here. This is what I could help you with over here. What works best? So I think the conversations are really key. Empathising. I mean, I'm a parent myself, so that's, that's great. And you know, I've got children as well. So I can understand where they're coming from, as you quite rightly said. You know, I, I can help them in terms of understanding the GCSE world and then you know, if there's further support they need, then come and join my classes. Yeah. And I remember that was the thing we talked loads about, wasn't it, when we were setting up your community was this idea of like, don't make it a jobs board. Like, don't just slap your adverts out there and hope people come, you know. And, and I noticed a lot, actually, because um, I'm still a member of your group, still get all the tags come through. I noticed when you talk to people, and I think this works so great. And I remember us sort of talking about, you know, like direct message strategy and things like that, how you have a bit of kind of surface conversation, but generally you pull people into direct messages, don't you, to have the conversations? Yeah, and I think as well, um, it's all about following up, which Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people don't do. I don't know whether it's because they don't want to have that final conversation, here's the money, this is the price. And, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like um, that kind of closing the deal, so to speak. A lot of parents, you know, so busy, they might have initial discussion. They're like, well, I need to go and talk to my, my child about this. This sounds great. And then tumbleweed over the next couple of days but it's not because they they like you know (laughs) they don't necessarily want to actually work with you it's because they're so busy so I think the key is following up as well and saying hi you know following our conversation are you still interested to just 
HRs that want to come to classes. And nine times out of 10, actually, they're saying, oh, thanks for getting back to me. Yes, they do. Please, you know, I want to book on. Thanks for reminding me. So I think, you know, the conversations are key and obviously the personal, which at the moment is great because it is, it's just me. So, you know, I haven't got the, any wider team. So they're actually, you know, that, that, t- that opportunity when you've got a smaller business to actually have that personal touch, I think, really important and makes, you know, the, the customer, the client, the parent feel valued and makes them feel like, well, you know, if I'm feeling valued, then my child will feel valued when they come in, even if it's a group class. Class, which um, a lot of people are saying, oh, people don't like group classes, they want one-to-one. But actually, you know, actually does work quite well for some students. Um, it's less intense, you know, they get um, to hear other ideas from other students. They still get that one-to-one feedback from me in the class because I keep the classes small. So, yeah, I do definitely think the conversations and the sort of follow-ups and the kind of personalisation when you're talking to someone really works well when you're trying to sell. Both you and I and our businesses and pretty much everybody else inside Love Mondays Club, we're all like service-based businesses, aren't we? And we all work quite closely with our clients. So it almost doesn't make sense that like our nurturing and sales process would be like disconnected and just throwing out random posts online and not talking to them. And then all of a sudden you expect to work with them really closely one-to-one afterwards. It's just, you're not going to get that connection between the two, are you? So yeah, makes a huge difference. So let's just backtrack a little bit. So we've talked a little bit about sort of like how you've nurtured your group and kind of you get sales and things like that. But I bet there's a few people sitting here thinking, how on earth did you go from naught to a thousand in 12 months of building up your group? So can you tell us a little bit about like what sort of strategy like we talked about and what you do now in terms of how to grow your group? As I said before, it's consistency and I suppose a bit stubbornness. I was determined, determined to grow my audience so that I I could be in a position where I could leave the classroom and be at home. I had a motivation that I want to spend more time with my children before they um, go up and go to secondary school. So, yeah, so consistency and, and the kind of almost stubbornness in a way. So opening my group, there was the, you know, the few friends and family kind of rattling around in there supporting me. And then <laughs> and, and then I suppose it, it was kind of telling, fortunately for me, you know, my, my, I've got children also in education, not in the right age range, but, you know, they might have siblings or people. So going on to local, local Facebook groups, first of all, because people then knew me. And so they were like, yeah, OK. And then they might note and say, yeah, I support um, Claire. Come over to her site. So it, it wasn't all about posting sales. It was like going into like my local groups and, and someone saying, I need some support. Anyone um, uh, know a GCSE tutor? And then I might say, you know, here, I'm a qualified teacher. I could help you out answering a question. If you want to come for further support, come to my group. And then doing it that way, rather than just plastering a big advert saying, this is my group, come here over and over again. So I think starting off in local community groups, where I was, I was like helping out, um, you know, uh, it, it would be a group where the net, the post before was about someone um, tiling roofs and someone um, <laughs> talking about the traffic and the road the and, potholes. Yes, and potholes and what's going on in the local community and, and, there's, and then someone just pipes up and says 
can anyone help me with a GCSE you know, English crew? Like, yes, of course I can. Come over here. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't like uh, me initially trying to find those groups that only worked for GCSEs. It was that. And then once I then got some people, I felt, um, you know, supporters, I suppose, locally, then I started to join like, some more Facebook groups like GCSE uh, specific groups. And then, you know, the, the the audience expected a few adverts, you know, it might be, I've got this course that could help you or come and join, you know, this, or, or I've got a, a free resource, download my free resource. And and then that would lead them over to my, my emails and then join in my Facebook group that way. So it kind of all goes around. You have to be consistent. You can't just think, oh, this Saturday, I'm just going to go out and blast some social media. And then like a month later, you're like, no one's joined my Facebook group. This is really sad. Sad. um nobody loves me and then you <laughs> Claire I'm loving this brutal honesty <laughs> but it's true it's so hard it's hard you have to be consistent you have to say right every day I'm going to spend I don't know half an hour 45 minutes I mean I sit in front of the tv and just say right I'm going to just tonight and I'm thinking I'm so tired I can't do it Claire and then think right just spend 10 minutes 15 minutes just going and answering some questions and then raising your profile being visible that's how you start I suppose and then you know now I'm looking at people writing books and people like yourself are doing podcasts and there's so many like bigger things to become visible like it all starts from going in and and letting people know who you are I suppose and trying to offer value and and then building on that so that's how I've kind of got people in and then now I'm looking at what I want to do next. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much for that, Claire. Honestly, I I think, you know, what you've just said there is honestly the nail on the head with it all. That of like kind of a, a few different things really, just to sort of go back on what you were saying. Like, first of all, I think when you were saying that thing about that you didn't go straight into like big, essentially competitor groups, you know, where there were loads of other tutors sort of talking about the same thing. Because I know for lots of people that can be super disheartening. Like, you know, some of these big groups out there, yes, you get business from them, but, you know, they change their rules. You can only post on certain days. And then all of a sudden there's like a hundred adverts all coming out on the same day. And like, as if people are, you know, the odds of someone seeing something anyway on Facebook are low. If there's a hundred coming out at once, you know, you're you're sort of, yes, the chances aren't very... Odds aren't in your favour. Going, like you say, into smaller community groups where actually it doesn't feel maybe like your ideal client is there, but they are hiding amongst, you know, the pothole posts and the plumber posts, whatever else it might be. And then, yeah, like you say, I think because I remember we talked about this, didn't we? And we said how, like, in your group, once you hit about 500 people, it'll start to organically grow. And I know we talked a lot about like the name of your group, didn't we? From like an SEO potential of like, what are people going to be searching into Facebook that will make your group come up? Because the reality is they're probably not going to be searching tutoring with Claire, but they are going to be searching GCSE English or GC English UK or something like that. So your name was kind of very strategic, wasn't it? For for helping you with that sort of stuff. But yeah, like the I think the trickiest thing of it, and it's the hardest thing for most of us really with marketing is just that consistency and showing up even even when you don't really want to and I think especially in the beginning as well doesn't it it feels really quiet it feels quite slow and it feels a bit like oh is this actually getting me anywhere so 
at what point would you say over the last 12 months did you feel like you were picking up momentum and you're like okay this is actually really working now when it got over the 500 mark in the group it did start to you know bring some people in that I hadn't like I might I don't know say I hadn't gone and done that night gone into a group and promoted myself and I'll be like oh I still got people who wants to join that day so that then the algorithm I suppose alongside me going actively out to to search for or to help my ideal client bring them into my group combining together started to to bring a lot of people over however then you need to think about the types of people you want in your group I suppose so naturally growing and bringing in people is great and when the algorithm clicks in I don't know I still go through and check to see is this the type of person, you know, can I help this person if they join this group or not before just clicking everyone through? So I think, you know, I want in my group people who I feel like I can help and support rather than people who, um, you know, some people come and join and they've got 569 groups they've joined. <laughs> so like, are you just one of those people who love it to join a group? Or <laughs> serial group joiner. <laughs> There's so many people like who just seem to dry, join, you know, 500. Everything yeah. and anything, yeah. Yeah, I could have more in my group from the amount of people who've come across, but I, I've kind of decided to, to look and see whether I can add value to them or they can gain value from the group um, and adding those people. And sometimes if it means like private messaging them before and saying this is my group, my group actually uh, provides, is this something that would help you? That helps with that as well before just actually just bringing them in so I'm trying to create community whereby yeah the algorithm's helping it's growing and I get very exciting and it's, it's not as much effort as it was at the beginning I still want to make sure that everyone who's joining the group is my like ideal client and people I can help amazing and, I, and I'm, I'm so glad you shared that with us because I think you know a lot of this episode we've talked about like oh the number of thousand that big round number you've hit but I think like what you've also emphasized here is that it's actually not about the quantity it's that it's that quality thing as as well isn't it because you don't want a group of a thousand people who don't engage and don't look at your posts or are interested in what you're saying because kind of what's the point so I'm going to ask you a controversial not controversial question but I know it's something that a lot of a lot of people who start groups debate about do you let other tutors in your group when I did my questions to join the group I think one of the questions I said is what do you want to get out of this group because I thought it would help guide me to what content I would want to put in as well uh, and also it helps to initiate a discussion. So if, so if someone says I'm coming in because I need a tutor straight away, that's on my list of direct message. You know, this is what I'm offering. How can I help you? Some just want to know more about GCSE or want to just have some hints and tips to help their children. And then you get the tutors. Some tutors are coming and saying, you know, I, I just want to some support or I want to go into teaching GCSE English and I want to get an ideas. So those tutors I've let in, those who said I want to gain more clients <laughs> or I want to sell, basically, um, I haven't. So uh, and some you've got to be quite sly because they don't they just yeah, they but they, they pretend they're a parent or, or whatever and then they join. Um there's always gonna be those few, aren't there? I'm all about integrity and honesty and I don't I just, I I wouldn't want to work with people like that anyway. To be honest, um I have let some in to answer your question. And that to and and then some of those people um might, you know, be 
great people to work with moving on. I might want to collaborate with them. I don't know, they might offer expertise in a different example that I'm not um, examining in and I want to. So there's always an opportunity to to work with like-minded um, people. And there's so many, I mean, there's so many students out there. It's not like um, I, I, I need I need to just keep all mine wrapped up and, you know. Monopolise the GCSE English market. <laughs> yes, because exactly. It's uh, only me. Only, only for me. I cannot let anyone else. Step aside, Mr. Yeah. Brown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, so. Um, for the record, we're both Mr. Brown. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, totally. Um, So, yeah, so I do think it's important, but also to work with or or kind of be um, associated with people who shares similar kind of values and yeah yeah definitely because I I think that's the thing so I I remember you know when when we sort of the the group we were in the accelerate group we were in we started a year ago sort of everyone was starting groups around the same time and I remember us having huge discussions about this didn't we about like who do we let in and do we let in other tutors and I think that like in the initial stages it it can you can feel quite protective can't you because you know how much effort you're putting in and you kind of worry about people coming in and you know quote unquote you know stealing or, or like putting adverts out there but like you say, I think in the long run, I think the main thing to remember for sort of anyone listening to this as well, thinking, oh, I'm on the fence about it, is like, you are the leader of that community. So you get to pick and choose what posts go out there. And also because you're going to be the one who's continually posting and replying to things and things like that, even if there is quote unquote competition, you're still going to be seen as the authority within that community. So it's still your group. It's still your sort of domain of of what you want to do in there and how you want to run it. And yeah, and, and I remember us talking, didn't we? And I was saying how by me back in the day, letting other tutors into my old Facebook group, that was how I then got opportunities to go and be an admin of like a massive group that was like 10 times the size of mine and things like that. And had I not let people come into my world and see what I was doing, those opportunities would never have arisen. So yeah, it's a balancing act, isn't it? So thank you so much for saying, I I do actually have a million other questions I could ask you, but we've got to to wrap up. (laughs) So I just wanted to ask you two more questions, really. So first of all, um, we've talked a little bit today about, you know, how we worked together a year ago, and you went through the Accelerate program. So I did want to ask you, um, if you just wanted to share with listeners about your experience of the Accelerate program and just how it helped you in your business for anyone who might be curious. The main important part of the Accelerate program is working with you, Helen. As you, you know, as you're talking about, you know, with the Facebook groups, I mean, you, you know, you're you're the selling point, um, and people want to work with you. And so I actually joined Accelerate because I wanted to work with you because I was following you in your group and seeing what you're doing, and and uh, you know. Um, and as you as a person, I agreed with, you know, your business ideas and, and, and your thoughts. And, and that's why I kind of joined. And off the back of that, you're promoting how to help, I suppose, support people starting a tutoring business. So I suppose it's like, I don't know, going into a shop and I don't know, with a with a headache and looking on the counter and saying, oh, this is a painkiller or do I want one that's actually going to cure my headache and so for you it was so specific it was this is someone who can help me set up what exactly what I want and I wanted to work with you because you you you've seem you know you're bubbly easy to talk to easy going I thought I was very nervous about my as you know my transition and what I was going to do and I thought it easy to talk to so you gave me the elements um to uh create or to start my business 
Um, but also I had you gave me the confidence to make the move, I suppose. And so you helped in, in, a, in a number of ways. Uh, thank you. I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't. I hadn't had the I hadn't come stumbled across you on um, social media <laughs> in that Facebook group. <laughs> in that Facebook group. <laughs> the moral of the story today, guys. <laughs> No, amazing. Thank you, Claire. And I also have to thank Claire as well, because Claire was sort of with me from like the start of my Accelerate program. And as Claire knows behind the scenes, there's been lots of changes and tweaks and things I've made along the way. But, you know, someone like yourself, Claire, you were always so open and honest with me with feedback of like what you liked and what was working and what wasn't working. So um, for anybody who joins the Accelerate program today and, you know, likes the new slick systems and things in the background. A lot of that is down to feedback from people like Claire. So I appreciate that as well. (laughs) Amazing. So what is, last question then, Claire, what is next for you in your business? So you've, you've sort of started filling up your groups. You're looking into 2024 now. What are your thoughts or plans maybe for the next steps in your business? This is the next chapter, I suppose, I'm thinking about. So there's a number of things that I'm looking at at the moment. I haven't fully decided. You know, there's an opportunity and I do want to grow. Like you said, I'm in this for the long run. I know I don't want to just be satisfied with now having you know, my group set up, I want to grow the business. So there's a number of things, you know, I could work with other tutors, as you said, for my network. I could even, you know, there's loads of business opportunities. I think, or I could even do something like you're doing, like helping others who want to leave the classroom. Watch the space, guys. (laughs) Claire's podcast is coming, 2024. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) So there's loads of opportunities. I mean, um, I think what I do know I want to do is I want to offer or create some like online courses that you could purchase. So running those self kind of help courses alongside my live courses as well which will then open up to help uh, loads of other students who maybe um I know and I've, I've I've come across it's really been interesting so I've come across a lot of different types of people who I've spoken with online and you know it's not it's not just helping students with their English you know it's helping people overcome anxiety helping students feel confident to join a live lesson lots of students have chosen to be homeschooled as well so um what could help a parent um, or the child is it is it the right thing for them to come back and join line cl- live classes or would they prefer to, to sit at home and, and go through an online course so it's, it's again widening uh, what I offer as well in terms of that so I definitely know I want to do some courses online for people to purchase uh, alongside my live courses but what I do next in growing the business it's very exciting times. Um, it is. It is. <laughs> and I and I, I think so, Claire. I love I love your ambition with this. Like, like you say, you're not if I, definitely working with you. It was always like sort of. And I love this. You know, tick done. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? <laughs> but I think you know, like all of I. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that all stuff will happen for you because, like you say, you're so persistent use the word stubborn (laughs) you're consistent with things you know and I think that that is a huge marker of success for this stuff so yeah I wish you all the best with it all and you never know we could have you back on next year for a whole year roundup of what you've done in the past 12 months absolutely very exciting (laughs) fantastic all right Claire thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week thanks Helen Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.